Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Oh, thank you, Helen. That's really kind. Um, yeah, so we're going to, like Helen says, we're just going to have a, a bit of a chat, a bit of a conversation about um, children and healthy homes. And hopefully, even if, well, even if you're not, you've not got little children around you, I'm hoping this will will speak to you as well. But before we do anything, we're going to pray and ask God to be with us uh, and 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 help us this morning. Dear God, thank you that your children are precious and special to it, to to you, Lord. And I just pray this morning that you will help us articulate the words you want us all to hear uh, this morning, so that we can help our children grow and live as you intended them to. Amen. Okay. Well. When we moved into our house, which is just up the road, there were these massive, huge, 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 huge evergreen trees. They sort of spread right across half of the, of the pavement. They were really imposing. They housed uh, all sorts of wildlife and squirrels and birds and pigeons, which we don't like particularly. Um, and if it was raining, you could go and sit under them and stay perfectly dry. They, their purpose was great, and they were, they were lovely. And um, how they grew was impacted in how they were nurtured as very little plants. And, you know, the the people that were in there before us obviously wanted them to be big, tall, strong trees, and they looked after them and nurtured them in that way. Um, but if they'd not wanted them that way, they could have done all sorts of things to disrupt the growth and create deformities and, and things that weren't going to work quite as well if they, if they wanted to. And it, and it makes me think about our children. Our children, um, the way we nurture and grow them as they are little will determine how they are when they are big and grown up. And you know, however much we've got a plan and God's got a plan for our children's life, I, I think we need to be also mindful that the enemy has got a plan and a purpose for their lives. And he will do whatever he can to disrupt that. And when we are most vulnerable as children will be the time that the enemy will want to get in. And it's so easy in this climate for the enemy just to chip in and chip away. So it's with that in mind this morning that we come to you and me and Helen we have got some experience with children Helen's got two amazing grown-up-ish boys and um, I've got only one 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 is more than enough anyone who does more than one child I just think has hero status in my eyes but I I have been teaching for 20 years um, so I do know a little bit about children's nature as well. But if you're looking for us today for a Parenting 101 course on how to raise perfect children, uh, that's not going to happen. If you want a really in-depth look uh, about Christian parenting, um, I'd recommend finding uh, someone that you can get alongside who've got great kids that you can have for tea, have a chat with and just pull out their knowledge. Um, we can't do that in half an hour. It's just not possible. So we have pinpointed some key things that we think are important. And if you're turning off now and going, oh, I haven't got children, I haven't got any little people around me, we are the family of God and we are all, all one. So it is your responsibility for the children in Kids Church as well as my responsibility. Everyone is on Kids Team. Neil will tell you, I've put Neil on Kids Team because he comes every week and helps me put the banner up. I'm like, Neil, you're on Kids Team. <laughs> you're on Kids Team. And um, so we're, we are all part of that. And if you've not got a, a family around you, 
I would really encourage you to pick out a family in our church. Don't tell them particularly. um, And pray for them as a family. Pray for them as parents. Pray for them as children. Because they really, really need that prayer and support. You might be the only person praying for that family. So please, let's work together as church and pray pray for our families. So we're going to talk about a few things this morning, Helen, and um, I love, love working with Helen. She's just such an encourager and, and a great friend. And we're going to talk um, about, uh, I call it the greatest mirror of all, how what we do reflects in our children. We're going to talk about the evil of comparison and perfection because I think that is so true as parents and for our children. We're going to talk about the importance of consistency with our children Um, And we're going to talk about the battle for our children's identity and, uh, you know, and and also for us, our identity, who they are in Christ, because it's so, so important they understand that as they are growing up. So that is where we're going. Are we all all right with that? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So the greatest mirror of all is us. Children learn from watching. They will watch what happens and they will learn what is going on. Uh, and, and it's really important we focus on us first. If we want our children to grow up strong and believing in God and his provision, we've got to model it. And we've got to believe it. We can't just do it lip service and say grace at, at tea time. We've really got to take that on board and live that ourselves. So Helen, this is my first question <laughs> to you. Um, in what ways have in what ways have you noticed you mirrored in your children so what practices and things that you have done that you see uh, in your children they're now a little bit older as well aren't they yeah I mean I guess that question the first thing that springs to mind is I'm going to tell you the good things because you don't want to know the bad things do you (laughs) (laughs) Um, no as a mum in all seriousness I think it's really important to be a role model to the boys so I've got two boys, just so you know. Jack is 20 and Ben is 18. Um, what have I seen mirrored in them? Um, I guess probably, let me tell you a few things. Their servant heart, um, both of them have servant hearts, willing to um, be obedient to what God is telling them to do, willing to be obedient to using their gifts in what God has given them. Um, And I'd like to think they've seen Tim and I role model that um, because in growing up and um, as a mum, but also in them growing up, we've continued to have servant hearts. You know, some things you think, I don't want to do that, but actually God's asked you to do it. And so sometimes it's important too. And so for the boys, I think they've, they've seen us. And they're doing that now. You know, it's encouraging to see Jack when he is on worship. And it's encouraging to see Ben on welcome. Both are very different giftings. um, But they do it with a servant heart. Um, Let me think about another, I guess, prayer. So we have built our house on on prayer. And I've actually seen that mirrored in both boys. Not all the time, but sometimes. And... Actually, not long ago, I was um, flitting around the house and I was saying, I've got this to do and I've got that to do and I'm feeling quite stressed. And I verbalized that and Jack turned to me and he said, Mom, have you stopped and prayed? Because if I was doing and being that person right now, you'd say to me, just stop for a minute and take time to pray. You know, when you hear your words back, (laughs) it's like, whoa, okay, I will. And on that topic of prayer... um, 
you probably won't know this, but Ben is quite a prayer warrior. And so if we've got something that really needs praying for in our house, we will go to Ben um, and he will pray and he will be determined to continue to pray until an answer is given. It might not be the answer we want, but until an answer is given. Our uh, motto for our home has always been, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. And it's from Joshua. And we've continued to have that motto right from the boys were little until now and will continue to, even when they leave home, because that's what we want to see mirrored in their lives, that they will serve the Lord. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's really true. And we, we sort of um, look, look at families like Helen's and think, oh, everything, everything is all together and aren't, aren't they lovely? And, and it's not. David Sherman used to say, private pain, public gain. And what he meant by that was the work you do with your children in private will give you joy and, it, and you know our, our children are a joy to us and when we see that and, um, and we see that that come to to fruition um, I, I I've got a great story when Faith might not like me telling this story when Faith was teeny tiny so I'm talking two or three we were at Heart Church in Nottingham and um, she was jumping up and down in worship raising her hands spinning around having a great time and someone came up to me and said, how'd you get her to do that? <laughs> like, well, we practice at home when we go to church. Uh, <laughs> you must do this, this, and this. Uh, uh, and the truth is that she was around people who worshipped and spoke about God. And she couldn't help herself but do that uh, when she, she was little. And, and I think in when we, we want our children to mirror us... Um, making it every day and not making it weird because I think sometimes we can make God weird um, so yesterday I'd, lo I'd lost some of Faith's money actually um, and, and we <laughs> needed to find it and I was like Faith I can't find it and I just stopped and prayed and, and I found, found the money and as we were in the car she was like where was that money? I was like oh it was in a pile of papers um, and, and I said but I prayed about it and two minutes later I found it and it's just talking about the things we do that are every day that seem mundane but that God is in because he's in our every day even if we don't notice it okay so um moving on to talking about the evils of perfection and comparison um and I think even as adults we really struggle struggle with this and I know as parents it is really really hard to 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 manage that and when you're seeing other children doing things your child's not or your child is doing things other children are not uh, it, it can be really hard but all our children are are on a journey and I think um before I hand this to, to Helen um I think as parents, it's okay to say, do you know what, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I've, I've, we're not perfect. And I'll often say, I don't know. But I know it says in the Bible, this, 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 that God loves you, that he's got a plan for you. Or I'll say, I don't know. What do you think about it? And sometimes we try and impress on our children without getting them to talk and think and reason. Because we want children who think and know and aren't just brainwashed for a parroted answer. They've got to learn truths, but we want them to be able to think and articulate through, uh, through things. Um, and then my second one before uh, Helen, Helen goes is um, saying sorry. Like, 
I say sorry to Faith quite a lot because I mess up quite a lot. Um, and not being worried to say sorry because it models something to our children that nobody is right, nobody's perfect. We don't want our children to, to be, uh, oh, I've got to be perfect. But if they see modeled, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I even did it yesterday. I'd been out last night. Uh, yesterday I was really grumpy. <laughs> and um, I'd been out last night and I came home and I woke Faith up and I said good night to her. I said, oh, Faith, I'm really sorry for being grumpy today. I'll try better tomorrow. So you can ask her next week if I was better today or not. Um, but, but, you know, we, we don't get it right and we, we need to pretend, not pretend that we, we do get it right. Um, and if, if you ever want to talk to someone about it not being right, come and find me because I, I mess up quite a, lot, <laughs> quite a lot. But she's doing all right. Helen, have you got any um, advice for avoiding that for your, your children about perfection and comparison? So, um, Roosevelt says, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And how true is that yeah. as adults? Yeah. Um, and so, for children, we want to um, place in them that they don't need to compare themselves with one another or with what they see on social media um, or with what they see just in their friends. Um, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison can rob us of what God's got for us and what God's put in us. And we want to impress that in our children, don't we? Um, and it's really important that we teach them Psalm 139, if you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we're unique. Um, and every person is unique, but every per person has a purpose, a God-ordained purpose. And so for Jack and Ben, because that's who I can speak about as I'm their mum, we've always said to them, you're going to be different, don't compare yourselves to each other, and they are different um, in many ways, they've been parented the same, but they're different, um, and that's okay, so don't compare what you think is good in each other, just look at what God's given you and made you unique, um, and you've been designed purposefully for a purpose. So that's, that's probably the main thing, I'd say. Yeah, that individuality and uniqueness is, is so important um, for our children. Um, the next point um, that we were, going, we were going to look at, it was consistency. And when I showed this Helen, she's like, oh, yeah, that's so, that's so important. And, and as a teacher, I can speak from this, from the, about the classroom. You know, I've, I've taught my fair share of naughty children in, in my time. And one of the things that works really well for them is having clear boundaries mm. because they know where they stand and they push and they test those boundaries. And, um, and if we give it, cave into those boundaries, they just learn that we're not consistent. And as we keep those boundaries, they learn that they can trust us because what we say, we will do. You know, you're, you're now not playing on your tablet for the rest of the evening. And holding fast to that is hard sometimes, especially when you think, oh, now they're going to be running around the house all, all evening um, and being crazy. But you put the ba those boundaries in and you stick with them and they learn to trust you and learn to trust what you say, what you're going to do, what you say. Um, so, um, Helen, have you got, how has consistency played a part in family life for, for you guys? Hugely. So before um, we even had children, um, Tim's dad was a really wise guy. Um, he was a Bible teacher, he was a theologian, 
um, and he gave us some really good parenting tips. But the one that I remember is he said, Tim, Helen, always be consistent. Always be consistent. In your everyday, be consistent. When you have children, be consistent. Um, and it's something that we've adhered to. So if, for example, I said no to the boys, Tim would say no to the boys. We, came, we remained consistent together. But we put boundaries in place, and they knew those boundaries too. There's a verse in Matthew um, 5.30. I was just looking it up, it's like 37. It says, all you need to say is yes or no. You know, or one version says, Anne's really smiling here. I think you've got a story to tell, Anne. <laughs> let your yes be yes and let your no be no. And actually that consistency has continued even now when they're 20 and 18. You know, they still need parenting. Um, and it's about reminding them of their yes is their yes and their no is their no, even as they're growing up. Be consistent. Give boundaries. It's important. God gives us boundaries in the Bible, in the Word. And that's the other thing. We've always made sure that they know what the truth of the Word is. And there's a consistency all the way through. Yeah, and, and, you know, and a lot of the things we're speaking about this morning are, are biblical. They're, you know, they're things that God does with us. We're, ch we're all children of God. You know, God gives us ten commandments and the greatest commandment to live by, and he's consistent in that. And we're modeling those things uh, to our children. Um, and the final thing we're going to talk about this morning is um, identity. Um, and I... I I am just so aware as a parent of a teen and talking to lots of parents of teens and young, younger children that identity is so, so important. There's a real battle on for our children's identity, who they are and how they're seen and uh, what label they have and how they're going to conduct themselves. And, um, and it is mind-blowing the, the things that they are taught in secondary school, my, my one of the things I wish I had done is found out what was going to be taught in secondary school around relationships um, and looked at it myself and been the one to have that conversation um, with, with Faith a little, bit, a little bit more. So those of you parents of like 10, 11, 12 year olds, so that, that would be a, a really big advice because you can put the truth of what God says about your children into their hearts and, and their minds. You know, the enemy would like to tell them they can be anything, do anything, whereas the truth of the Bible says that God has got plans to prosper them and not to harm them, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. When they're rooted in the understanding that God is massive and he's on your side and he can do anything, and when you're sided with God, you can lean into him and he will take you. He will, he will walk with you. He will be there in the good times and the bad times. Let's not fall out of children that it's not going to be tricky because it is going to be tricky sometimes. But if they've got those roots on the truth of who God is and who they are in God. It says um, in the Bible that we are adopted into his family. He's chosen us to be in his family. It says we are co-heirs with Christ. That means, and Jesus says, whatever I've done, you, you get to do. Um, and do our children know that? Do we bring them up to understand that power and that love that they've got when they are rooted 
in, in Christ Jesus. And I truly believe when our children are rooted in that, whatever comes their way, whether they stay in church, go away and come back, that those truths will will prevail and they will know um, those things about God and when and when things happen they'll know where to go to get help one of the things that um, I'm passionate about about our children's work is regardless of whether our children in kids church and Friday night club stay on that journey with God throughout the whole of their life which is our prayer they will always know where to come back to to be safe to be loved to be accepted to be able to hear the truth they can always come back here and we'll be we'll be here um just like god will be um there so helen we we had a conversation about this didn't we about identity and how we build that identity in in our children what what sort of things would you advise us in that um stay grounded in the word of god so that they know what god says about their identity and there's that verse that's just working through my mind of you are a masterpiece yeah, um, yes, speak God. that over your children and that word masterpiece actually goes back in the Greek to workmanship so you are God's workmanship and actually do you know as I'm just saying that about children I'm saying that about adults too um, we're all a masterpiece we're all designed uniquely by God um, and that's where our identity is and that's what we need to come back to um, so certainly speak that over your children. Do you know what I'd say to you with younger families that are kind of over there? At night time, when I don't know what kind of patterns you have in your house, but we used to always pray with our children. And we'd pray over them too. And one thing I would be praying is that they would always know their identity in Christ. Yeah. That they would know that they are perfectly made. That they are God's masterpiece, designed for a purpose. Um, and also, I'd also say do some Bible readings with them because ultimately they will find their identity in here. So important, so important. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree that as, our, as, our, as we speak those things like well, the, the, the phrase that our daughters are daughters of the king and that they, that is in their every, everyday lives. Well, we've done a bit of a whistle-stop tour. I hope there have been a few little pieces that have just uh, sung to your heart. And, um, you know, we've talked about that greatest mirror of all, making sure we're, we're sorted. You know, it says in the Bible, you know, you've got that splinter in your eye. Get that, get yeah. that sorted before, you know, you're, you're asking your children to, to be and do something that you're not, not, not practicing. That the, the evil of comparison and... Um, comparison and perfection we're not perfect we've got to give ourselves grace and forgive ourselves yeah, sometimes true. because God knows we mess up God knows that but he gives he's got grace for us in that and he's got grace over our children for that we don't have to be we don't have to be perfect that we are consistent in what we do we set those great boundaries for our children and that we teach them about their identity in in God and um, so this morning I just want to think about that just reflect like Helen said that we're all we're all children of God and what we've what we've talked about this morning is is about who who God is and um, what what he what he is for us and I just wonder this morning as we as we sit there maybe there's a, a bit of a response in your heart of oh gosh I want to know what my identity is in God, that you want to know 
who, who this God is for, you, for yourself. And, and, and so what I'd like you to do is just close your eyes and bow your head so that we can all have a little bit of moment and, and have a bit of a reflection in your own heart this morning about what we've done, uh, talked about, and how we are children of God this morning. And if that's you and you would like to know your identity in Christ this morning, know that, you, that God has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He made you exactly the way he wanted. He didn't make any mistakes. Um, if that is you this morning and you want us to pray with you, um, do you want to just put your hand up and, and it would be my joy to, to pray, pray with you this morning. Dear God, I just pray with these people this morning that we pray, God, that you are, we thank you that you are a mighty God. Lord, and we say sorry for, for the things that we have done, and we ask that you will flood into our life and bring joy and hope, Lord, that we'll understand our identity in you, that you will give every parent, grandparent, auntie, uncle, cousin, um, in this room, the wisdom and the grace to continue the great work that they are doing. Lord, may you encourage them and uh, help them persevere. May they have their eyes set on you and the greatness of who you are. Lord, I just pray that you will bless our week this morning, this, this week. Amen. <laughs>